Hey guys, so we're trying out uh, something new. So I was the one who was writing uh, a new angle. It was the newsletter that we were doing on a weekly basis, but uh, due to my sick obsession with YouTube, we decided to turn uh, the written newsletter instead into a weekly news update segment. So um, for each week now, I'm going to be updating you during the season on the uh, goings on in the world for both fantasy uh, redraft and dynasty uh, news that's going on out there. We're just going to cover some big news in the NBA too. And we're going to keep these ones short for you too. Moving on into big news around the league, the Lakers continue to toy with my blood pressure. Um, so for this week, after starting off the week with back-to-back -back losses to uh, Houston and Atlanta, they decided to go to Boston without LeBron and AD and beat the Celtics, Austin Reeve going off for over 30 points. Um, and then once LeBron and AD came back uh, yesterday, they decided to go to New York and beat the Knicks. So crazy, you know, up and down performances from this team. It's like I said, uh, definitely toying with my health this season. So hopefully they can find some more consistency there, but uh, just crazy to see um, them beating a team that has one of the best records at home this year. And then one of the most red hot teams in the league right now. Um, speaking of the Knicks, um, I think Jalen Brunson should have started the all-star game. So just wanted to put that out there. But let's talk about a little bit more about the all-star game here. So uh, the all-star game roster has been announced as well as the uh, rising stars challenge. So, Obviously, there could be arguments for uh, Victor Wembanyama to both be an all-star and not to be an all-star. The only reason why I want him to be an all-star is that um, the level of teammates he's going to play with, as well as the level of defense he's going to be playing against, is going to make the all-star game uh, worldwide yearly attraction with with the way that Victor plays and the level of teammates he could have. Imagine the lobs coming from LeBron, Halliburton, Jokic. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Imagine the types of passes that these guys are going to be capable of delivering to Wimbanyama. These are types of things that a lot of players in the Spurs are not going to be able to do. You know, he really only has Trey Jones finding those good uh, those good passes for him. So imagining him alongside somebody like a LeBron, like a Halliburton, the accuracy of the passes, it's going to be like tossing up lobs to Kareem. That's basically what Wembenyama has been like lately. Uh, you know, just toss it up anywhere in his general area and he's going to go get it. So having passes of the you know, the highest level and the highest level of precision. Uh, I think when he, once he does make it to the all-star game for um, moving forward, it's going to become a huge attraction yearly uh, just because of how probably we're going to see a lot of all-star game MVPs coming from Wembenyama. But he is going to be in the Rising Stars Challenge. Um, and so for that game um, happening out in uh, Indianapolis, it's... Uh, Freshmen, sophomores, as well as G League players, they're going to be split onto three rosters. So there are some good passers available in this pool. Um, you know, if he got stuck onto a team with Keontae or uh, Scoot Henderson, who's been doing great lately, um, if he can get stuck onto a team with Paulo, Dyson Daniels, uh, Jaden Ivey, uh, someone who's able to find good passes for him, uh, I think we'll see a big performance coming out of Wimbanyama. So hopefully he gets to uh, be on a good roster with a good playmaker because uh, he's just going to be a huge attraction for All-Star Weekend moving forward. Um, on an unfortunate note, it seems like there was a confirmed uh, meniscus tear in the left knee for Joel Embiid. Uh, that's definitely a huge blow for the 76ers. This dude was playing out of his mind this season. Um, so, uh, you know, meniscus is always a tricky one. He's still weighing the options right now, and that's why meniscus is a tricky one, because it is possible to recover from a meniscus tear without getting uh, surgery. So it seems like he's probably currently making that decision. 
uh, whether he wants to have surgery or just go through rehab. So uh, meniscus is definitely a tricky one. I wish all the best in the recovery for Joel. Um, obviously, you should be uh, rostering uh, Paul Reed at this point. Hopefully there's not too much Nick Nurse fuckery with the lineup and his minutes, or hopefully Paul Reed doesn't get himself into uh, foul trouble too often. So uh, the fantasy managers who did get him are going to be able to uh, reap the benefits of uh, more playing time for Paul Reed. Uh, other supplementary players that are on the Sixers, DeAnthony Melton, Patrick Beverly, these guys should be rostered now too. Uh, maybe even Kelly Oubre too, uh, with uh, Embiid being out. That's a lot of offense that needs to be filled. Uh, just lots of minutes that need to go around in general. On to some dynasty talk now. So um, I've just been trying to play, uh, sorry, pay closer attention to the development of the Thompson twins, Amanda and Asar Thompson. Um, so looking at their minutes per game, Amanda is currently at 16. So we know he was coming out of, uh, or coming back from a, a big ankle injury uh, to start the year. So he needed some extra time to develop, uh, spent a little time with the Rio Grande team too. Uh, before coming fully back to the Rockets, but it's more so lately that Amen's been turning it on. Uh, I think he did uh, sneak into the top 100 over the last week. Um, Asar uh, is playing about 23 minutes per night. So we kind of saw Asar take off immediately with some huge performances right out of the gate and then kind of got slowed down a little bit as Monty Williams continues to toy with the uh, Pistons rotation. So, you know, the one thing I will say about the Thompson Twins is I'm actually glad that their development's been slow. You have to think about where they're coming from, the overtime elite. Like, go watch one of those games and tell me how much slower it is than just, like, a general NCAA game. Even if it's an NCAA game without, uh, you know, two blue blood teams in it, uh, the pace of play in these OTE leagues are a little bit slow. So, um, you know, it's definitely no surprise at all that both the Thompson Twins probably needed a little bit more time to adjust. Because um, what the last thing you want to do is stick them out there for heavy minutes and have them start to learn bad habits. I mean, especially, you know, I kind of have some concerns for Asar just because of where he's at. You know, he's on a team that set the losing street record for this season. Um, so, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't uh, develop any, you know, bad habits that come from getting, you know, heavy minutes on a bad team um, and kind of just having to learn as he goes, as opposed to someone who's on a team that does a bit better with their winning record, where he can kind of be eased into the process, which seems to be the case for the brother Amen um, over there with Houston. So, um, you know, going to be paying closer attention to the both of them moving forward. These guys are both still top 50 dynasty assets easy. So do not sell low on these guys, even if their minutes kind of fluctuate a bit. Um, in their rookie year, that should be expected, uh, especially from the league that they came from coming into the draft. All right, buy, sell, review. So um, every week, Braxton, our other analyst here, does a uh, weekly buy, sell article. Um, so I'm going to review um, his uh, number one buy option as well as the number one sell option. So the number one buy option for him this week was uh, PJ Washington. Uh, so for PJ, uh, you know, the guy still uh, remains a little bit inconsistent. He was ranked outside of the top 150. He was at 169 for this week. He had, uh, you know, he was averaging 15 points per game this week, but the supplementary stats weren't really there. Uh, again, just a bit of inconsistency. Um, however, his number one sell was Jaime Jaquez. Uh, Jaime was ranked well outside of the top 200 from three games this week. Uh, he's only averaging about six points per game, so definitely a good call on that one. But I'm going to also reiterate exactly what Braxton said in the article, which is that Hawkes is a dynasty buy. Do not sell 
uh, Jaime Hawkins, if you're in a dynasty league right now, just continue to wait this process out with him. Uh, you know, good things will come. Um, and, you know, be on the lookout for a uh, dynasty outlook video uh, from me for Jaime Hawkins soon. I think he's going to be uh, my next overall or my next video subject there. Um, so uh, that's review for Braxton's buy and sell. All right. So I'm recording this uh, as of Sunday morning. So the uh, Sunday night games have not happened yet. But um, for right now, um, uh, featuring in the games that have happened so far this week from Monday to Saturday, I'm going to award the Angle Fantasy Player of the Week. The, uh, for this week, I'm going to give it to Shea Gilgis Alexander. So the only reason why it doesn't go to Luca is because Shea played one more game. Uh, and is also going to play again today, too. So um, from Monday until uh, the end of Saturday, Shea is averaging 34 points per game, five rebounds, seven assists, 2.7 block, or sorry, 2.7 steals and 1.7 blocks on 1.7 threes per game, shooting 56% uh, from the field. Absolutely monster stuff. Shea Gilgis Alexander is a future MVP. Uh, so the uh, angle fantasy basketball player of the week is going to go to Shea for week 15. All right, moving on to another segment here. I'm going to call this one the fours and twos. So uh, moving on and looking ahead to next week uh, for week 16, uh, especially those of you listening right now who are in the uh, FBI Locked On World Cup. Uh, pay close attention to this one. So first off, we're going to go over the teams for week 16 that play four games. That is going to be the Hawks, the Nets, the Hornets, the Cavaliers, the Mavericks, the Warriors, the Pelicans, the 76ers, the Kings, and the Raptors. All of those teams play four games during week 16. Now here come your twos. All these following teams play two games during week 16. The Nuggets, the Timberwolves, the Blazers, and the Jazz. Beware of those two game weeks. That's going to do it for us here today. Like I mentioned, we're going to do this moving forward. Uh, each week during the NBA regular season. Uh, so for all of us here at Angle, uh, let us know down below if you enjoy these uh, weekly updates moving forward. Uh, let us know what you want to hear about in regards to the Dynasty Talk section. Uh, be sure to leave a like on this video, subscribe to the channel if you are new here, and we'll see you guys next time.